Hi there, I'm Cody Wheeler, and this is my podcast, Strong Fear Tasks. I'm a Christian who believes that a relationship with Jesus should impact every area of your life, including your health and fitness. On this podcast, I'm exploring stewardship, the intersection of health and holiness, and offering practical ways that you can steward your body all for the glory of God. I also wrote a book titled Strong for Your Tasks, where I explore stewardship and encourage you to take care of your physical body in a way that honors God. And you can get a copy at my website, codywheeler.com. With that being said, let's dive into the episode for this week. A common question that comes up from people is, should I lift to failure? Or another way to ask it is, how hard should I be working out? On one hand, lifting to failure is very simple. You lift a weight until you can't lift it anymore. You fail to get another rep. Yet, even with that, the idea of failure can be nuanced even more. Is it failure when your form breaks down? Is it failure when you can no longer move the weight? What about going beyond eccentric failure to concentric failure? And for those who don't know what that is, you're stronger lowering a weight or the concentric portion of a movement than you are raising it, the eccentric portion. So some people will lift until they can't move the weight up and then they'll get help raising it and then slowly lowering it down on their own. And they're going to continue this until they can't control the weight down anymore. And then they've reached total failure. So when it comes to training to failure, I recommend most people avoid it most of the time. My general rule of thumb is to leave two reps in the tank, meaning you stop before your form breaks down. You stop when you could do at least one more, maybe even two more reps, but that would be about it. One of the reasons I like this is simply because it's safer. Most people won't get injured on the first half of their set, but it's that last half where they become so focused on getting the weight up that they lose focus on their form and then things go horribly wrong. I also think that for most people, their body is under so much stress from life in general that adding that additional level of stress just isn't going to benefit them enough to be worth it. Sure, I think you can occasionally throw in taking sets to failure, but you shouldn't spend most of your workouts doing it. There's also certain movements that lend themselves better to taking to or beyond failure. Dumbbell movements and isolation movements have inherently lower risk of injury if your form starts to break down. So doing an exercise like bicep curls or lateral raises to failure is going to be safer than movements like bench press, overhead press, or squats. And it's not that you can't, it's just not something that most people should be doing most of the time. Finally, going to or beyond failure just isn't necessary to bring about physical changes. While it feels like it's doing lots, you're just not going to be getting to your goals that much quicker, but your risk of injury will be exponentially higher. So I like to think in terms of stimulate the muscle, not annihilate the muscle. When you're approaching your workout, your goal should be to get into the gym, try to do more weight or more reps, or simply use better form, and then leave feeling alive, not feeling dead. So when it comes to lifting to failure, I recommend that most people spend most of their workouts leaving one to two reps in the tank, while occasionally stretching themselves with taking a few sets to failure. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and while you're at it, leave a review. You can find more of my content on Instagram at Cody Wheeler or on my website, CodyWheeler.com. Remember, you may never be healthy, but you can be healthier. You may never be strong, but you can be stronger. Steward your body. Be strong for your tasks.